Welcome to Zichu Daf Simanim Yamabrei Abram Golday, and today we're on Seches Psachim Daf Kuf Beis, the tenth parak Arve Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brisa Chaverim Sheyimusubim, Chaverim who were reclining, meaning dining together. And they uproot themselves to go to the base of Knesset or to the base of Midrash. When they leave, they're not required to recite a bracha chrona on what they had previously eaten. And when they return, they're not required to recite a bracha rishona before continuing to eat. Rebuta disagrees and said, when are these words said? When they left some chaverim there. But if they disbanded completely and didn't leave some chaverim there, when they leave, they're required to recite a bracha on what they had previously eaten, and when they return, they are required to recite a bracha rishona before continuing to eat. Point number two, we learn on Daf Kuf Amadal that according to Yosi, someone who is eating a meal, when it became Shabbos, may continue to eat without interrupting for Kiddush. Here the Gemara cites a Bryce that teaches that according to Yosi, when the person eventually finishes this meal, he should say Birchaz Amazon over one cup of wine, and then Kiddush over another. The Gemara asks why Birchaz Amazon and Kiddush cannot both be said over the same cup. Rav Nachum Yitzchak explains, Lafishein osi mitzvahs chavilos chavilos, because we do not do mitzvahs in bundles. The Rashbam explains that someone who does this indicates that the mitzvahs are burdensome for him. Now the Gemara challenges this based on a price that teaches that someone who does not have a second cup of wine should say birchaz amazon and havdal on the same cup. The Gemara answers, Ainlo shani. A situation in which he doesn't have a second cup is an exception to the general rule that mitzvahs should not be performed in bundles. And point number three, the Gemara continues to challenge the rule that ain't osi mitzvahs chavilos chavilos, that we don't do mitzvahs in bundles, noting that when Yanta falls on Motsi Shabbos, Kiddush and Havdal are said over the same cup of wine, even on the first night of Yantav when one certainly has more than one cup of wine. The Rishbam explains that the assumption that one has multiple cups of wine on the first night of Yantav is based on the Mishnah, which taught that even the poorest Jew must be given four cups of wine on the first night of Pesach. So the Gemara answers, Havdal of a Kiddush chadam milsihi. Havdal and Kiddush are one thing, so there's therefore nothing wrong with saying both of these over a single cup of wine. The Rajbam explains that both Havdal and Kiddush are based on the Kiddush of the Yom Tovim, and the Kiddush of the incoming Yantav is even mentioned in the wording of Havdal. So once again, the three points are number one, it was taught in a brace, chaverim sheyim usubim, chaverim, who were reclining, meaning dying together, and they uproot themselves to go to the base of Gnesis or to the base of Midrash. When they leave, they're not required to recite a bracha on what they previously eaten, and when they return, they're not required to recite a bracha rishona before they continue to eat. Review the disagrees and says, when were these words said? When they left some chaverim there. But if they disbanded completely and did not leave some chaverim there, when they leave, they are required to recite a bracha on what they had previously eaten, and when they return, they are required to recite a bracha rishon before they continue to eat. Point number two, we learned on Daf Kufa Ahmed Al, that according to Rabbi Yossi, someone who was eating a meal when it became Shabbos may continue to eat without interrupting for Kiddush. Here the Gemara cites a bright that teaches that according to Rabbi Yossi, when the person eventually finishes his meal, he should say Birchaz Amazon over one cup of wine, and then Kiddush over another. The Gemara asks why Birchaz Amazon and Kiddush cannot both be said over the same cup. Rav Nachman Yitzchak explains, Lefisha ain't osi mitzvahs chavilos, chavilos, because we do not do mitzvahs in bundles. The Rajbam explains that someone who does this indicates that mitzvahs are burdensome for him. Now the Gemara challenges this based on a price that teaches that someone who does not have a second cup of wine should say Birchaz Amazon and Havdal on the same cup. The Gemara answers that a situation in which he doesn't have a second cup, is an exception to the general rule that mitzvahs should not be performed in bundles. And point number three, the Gemara continues to challenge the rule that Eino's mitzvahs chavilos chavilos, noting that when Yantav falls on Moses Shabbos, Kiddush and Havdal are said over the same cup of wine, even on the first night of Yantav, when one certainly has more than one cup of wine. The Rosh Bum explains that the assumption that one has multiple cups of wine on the first night of Yantav is based on the Mishnah, which taught that even the poorest Jew 
must be given four cups of wine on the first night of Pesach. So the Gemara answers, Havdalah and Kiddush are one thing. So there's therefore nothing wrong with saying both of these over a single cup of wine. The Rishbam explains that both Havdalah and Kiddush are based on the Kiddush of the Yom Tovim. And the Kiddush of the incoming Yantav is even mentioned in the wording of Havdalah. Alright, so now we go to our Simr Dafku base. And this Simon comes to us by way of Moshe Raps from Shalim, Yisra Olsberg from Amat Beit Shemesh, and Nathaniel Jacob from Great Neck, New York, who all suggested Kufase is a caveman. Caveman, and sometimes we use a cave. So here goes. The Haverim in the cave, who remained at the table while their friends went to Daven, unbundled two cups, one for Birchaz and Muslim and the other for Kiddush, leaving a third cup for Yantav Mozi Shabbos to be used for Abdullah and Kiddush. Once again, it's slow motion. The Haverim in the cave, cave, that must be Randaf Kufase. The Haverim in the cave who remained at the table while their friends went to Daven, which reminds us that there's a Malchus being the Tanakam of Yudah if members of a group that were eating together left the table while they have to make a bracha grona when they leave and a bracha rishon when they return. The Tanakam says they do not, and Yudah says they do not only if they had left some members of the table. So the Haverim in the cave who remained at the table while their friends went to Daven unbundled two cups, one for Birchaz and Mazon and the other for Kiddush. Which reminds us that we had learned before that according to Rabbi Yossi, someone who was eating a meal when it became Shabbos may continue to eat without interrupting for Kiddush. The Gemara cites a bright that the teacher that according to Yossi, when the person eventually finishes his meal, he should say Birchaz Amazon over one cup of wine and then Kiddush over another. The Gemara asks why Birchaz Amazon and Kiddush cannot both be said over the same cup. Rav Nachman Yitzchak explains, mitzvahs because we do not do mitzvahs and bundles. The Rajmam explains that someone who does this indicates that mitzvahs are burdensome for him. So the Haverim in the cave who remained at the table while their friends went to Daven unbundled two cups, one for Birchaz and Muslim and the other for Kiddush, leaving a third cup for Yantav Moti Shabbos to be used for Havdalah and Kiddush. Which reminds the Gemara challenged the rule of Ein Osi Mitzvah's Chavilos Chavilos, noting that when Yantav falls on Moti Shabbos, Kiddush and Havdalah are said over the same cup of wine, even on the first night of Yantav when one certainly has more than one cup of wine. The Gemara answers, Havdalah and Kiddush Chadam Milsihi. Havdalah and Kiddush are one thing, so there is therefore nothing wrong with saying both of these over a single cup of wine. The Rishbam explains that both Havdalah and Kiddush are based on the Kiddush of the Amitovim, and the holiness of the incoming Yantav is even mentioned in the wording of Havdalah. So once again, the Haverim in the cave who remained at the table while their friends went to Davin unbundled two cups, one for Birchaz and Muslim and the other for Kiddush, leaving a third cup for Yantav Motzi Shabbos to be used for Havdalah and Kiddush. All right, now it's time for a four blah Dav Sadiches. So the similar Dav Sadiches is clowns. Schok. Clowns. Here goes. The clowns. Clowns. That must be more on Dav Sadiches. Schok. The clowns of the Cholomot Pesach Circus had the crowd in stitches as they first attempted to designate a two-year-old female sheep as a Pesach, which reminds us the Mishan Dav Tzadik Zainam Abay stated, HaMafish Nekevu Epischo Ozachar Ben Shtei Shanim of someone designates a female animal for his Pesach or a male in its second year, it's left to graze until it develops a blemish, is then sold, and he brings from its money, Shlami, neither of these are fit for a Pesach, as the Torah specifies the Zacher ben Shana, a yearling male. Rav Huna Breda Rav Yeshua said, Shema min atras, infer from this ruling three principles. Bali Chaim Nidchim, we can infer that living things can become permanently rejected from the Mizbeach. Dichwi mikar habi dichwi, even if the animal is disqualified from the very first moment of its consecration, such as female or overage animals, it can never again be fit for a sacrifice. And yesh dichwi badami, permanent rejection is possible with something that only has monetary sanctity, and since these animals were unfit, they only have kedushas dami, and yet are rejected forever. So the clowns at the Cholmod Pesach Circus had the crowd in stitches as they first attempted to designate a two-year-old female sheep as a Pesach and then pranked one Chabur by putting a Bechor in the mix, 
which reminds us the next Mishnah states Nisarabibachoros, if a pest became intermingled with Bechor offerings, Rabbi Shimon says, Im Kohanim if the group registered on the Pesach is composed of only Kohanim, they may eat the offerings that night, since the avoda for the Pesach and the Bechor are the same. The Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Shimon holds Mavin Kachin so that one may expose Karbanis to a situation of becoming puzzled. Therefore, it's not a problem that the Bechor, which is typically eaten for two days and one night, will have its time to be eaten reduced and needlessly become Noser after midnight. So the clowns of the Chomod Pesach Circus had the crowd in stitches as they first attempted to designate a two-year-old female sheep as a Pesach and then pranked one Chabur by putting a Bechor in the mix while helping a Pesach from another Chabur escape so they could tease the member who was sent out to find it. Which reminds us, the last Mishnah opens Chabur Sha'avid Pischa, a Chabur that lost its Pesach, and they said to one of the members to go out, find it, and shecht it for us. And he went, found, and shechted it. And meanwhile, they, fearing the animal would not be found in time, bought and slaughtered another animal, the Mishnah goes through the various possibilities of the case, and what the din is, if his was shechted first, or theirs was shechted first, or they don't know whose was shechted first, or they're both shechted at the same time. Dav Tzaditess, so the simple Dav Tzaditess is a cheetah. So here goes. When a cheetah, cheetah, that must mean we're on Tzaditess. When a cheetah suddenly appeared, the entire Chabura withdrew, except for one brave member. Which reminds us, the Gemara suggested that the Mishnah, which allows registering strangers in order to avoid the problem of leaving the Pesach ownerless, is not in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that the registrants may continue withdrawing from the Pesach and diminishing the number of people registered on it, provide that one of the original group remains registered. Rabbi Yochanan answered that you can even say that the Mishnah does accord with Rabbi Yehuda, since Rabbi Yehuda said, in Shochin is a Pesach al Yachid. We do not shech the Pesach for a single individual. Therefore, in the case of the Mishnah, where there's only one person being registered on it, there stands to be another person registered on it together with the original person, and therefore the newcomer is like one of the original members of the group. So when a cheetah suddenly appeared, the entire Chabura withdrew, except for one brave member, who developed quite an appetite, Arab Pesach, which reminds us the first mission, the 10th Barak states, on Arab Pesach from close to Mincha, one may not eat until nightfall. And the Rosh Mom explains that not eating then will enable a person to eat the matzah at night with an appetite. The Gemara asks why our mission implies that this halach is specific to Arab Pesach, but Bryce teaches that according to Yehuda, that one may not eat after Mincha on any Arab Shabbos or Yantav. Ravuna answers that our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, who generally permits eating on Erev Shabbos and Yantav. So when a cheetah suddenly appeared, the entire Chabur withdrew, except for one brave member, who developed quite an appetite, Erev Pesach, while on the lookout for an Ani, he could give four cups of wine and a recliner too. Which reminds of the Mishnah states, I feel Ani should be Yisrael, or Yosef, and even the poorest man in Yisrael may not eat until he reclines, and they must not give him less than four cups of wine, and this is so even if he's supported from the Tamchui. The Rashbam explains that it's incumbent on the community to ensure that the poor can fulfill this Rabban Mitzvah. In the event that the Gabbai stuck and neglected or were unable to give them wine, the paupers must do their utmost to fulfill the Mitzvah, even to the point of selling their clothing, borrowing, or hiring themselves out. Kuf. So the Simmer Kuf is a monkey. So here goes. The circus monkeys, monkeys, that must be more duff, Kuf. The circus monkeys were trained to let people continue eating a meal they began before Mincha Erev Shabbos, which reminds us as Malchuk's whether somebody began a meal before Mincha on Erev Shabbos is allowed to continue eating after Shabbos begins. Review maintains Mabsikim Shabbosos, we interrupt for Shabbosos, Rabbi Yossi argues, A Mabsikim, we do not interrupt. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the person must stop the meal, remove the table, and recite Birch as The reason is that a meal must be brought to the table for the honor of Shabbos, or because the eating after nightfall would be viewed as an extension of the weekday meal. Tosos explained, according to Rabbi Yossi, he need not interrupt the meal, for the eating after nightfall is considered one of the Shabbos meals. The Kiddush that would be recited immediately afterwards is viewed as having been recited upon that meal. The Gemara relates to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi, 
But once eating meal together when Shabbos began, a discussion ensued about whether they should interrupt the meal or not, and eventually, they did not move from there until they established the halacha, according to Rabbi Yossi. So the circus monkeys, who were trained to let people continue eating a meal, they began before Mincha of Shabbos, and knew to cover the table with a cloth before Kiddush, which reminds us it was taught in the price that Eim Levina says Shulchan El Inkin Kiddush. We do not bring out the table on which the Friday night meal will be eaten unless one already made Kiddush. And if it was brought out early, he should spread out a cloth over it and make Kiddush. Roshbam, citing the Shi'otos, explains that bringing out the table after Kiddush shows that the meal is served in honor of Shabbos, and covering the table is like removing it. Tosos note that nowadays where it's customary for everybody to eat together on a large table, it's not practical to bring the table out after Kiddush. Therefore, it's our custom to set the table with chalas before Kiddush, but to cover them until after Kiddush. So the circus monkeys, who were trained to let people continue eating a meal they began before Mincha Erev Shabbos, and knew to cover the table with a cloth before Kiddush, would throw bananas at anyone who tried to start a meal before Mincha. Erev Pesach. Which reminds us, on Daf Tzadi Tesham Abbasic, more brought up machokas between Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yossi regarding beginning a meal during the afternoon on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yantav. Here, the Gemara cites two prices about this Malkogas. One of them teaches Shavin She'ein Maschilin. They are in agreement that we may not begin. And the second one stated Shavin She'ein They are in agreement that we may begin. And the Gemara explained that Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yossi agree that we may not begin a meal on Erev Pesach, close to Mincha, as the first mission of the Perak taught. And they agree that we may begin a meal Erev Shabbos and Erev Yantav before the ninth hour of the day. Daf Kufalv. So the similar Daf Kufalv is a bird caller going, Ka, Ka. So here goes. After Kiddush was recited in Shul at the Bird Callers Convention, Bird Callers Convention, that must be more on Duff, Kufalov. After Kiddush was recited in Shul at the Bird Callers Convention, participants made Kiddush B'makam Suda, which reminds us that more brings Malchalokas between Rav and Shmuel about the Kiddush that was customarily made by the Shulich Sibor and the Beis Knesses on Friday night, whether one has fulfilled his Kiddush obligation. Rav says one does fulfill his Chiv, and Rashbam explains that Rav holds that it's not necessary for Kiddush to be recited together with the Shabbos meal. And Shmuel says one has not fulfilled his Chiv because he holds Ein Kiddush Elba Makam Suda. Kiddush is only a place where there's a meal. The Rashbam explains that Shmuel derives this principle from the Pasuk of Karasu with Shabbos Onik, and he should proclaim the Shabbos Adalite. In the place where Shabbos is proclaimed, meaning where Kiddush is recited, there should be delight, meaning the Shabbos meal. Alternatively, since Kiddush must be recited over wine, it's fitting that it be recited over wine, drunk at a meal. So after Kiddush was recited in Shul at the Bird Callers Convention, participants made Kiddush, B'makam Suda, and then fought around the corners of the room meeting each other without making another bracha, which reminds us that Rav and Shmuel both taught that someone who makes Kiddush in the base Knesset must say a new bracha before drinking wine at home. The Gemara supports this from a Bryce that states, Shinui makam sarachavarach, Shinui yain ein sarachavarach. If there's a change in location, one must say a new bracha. If there's a change in wine, one need not say a new bracha. Rav Chisa says in the name Rav Huna, that a change of vocation creates a new bracha requirement only if one went mabayas abayas from one house to another, and not if one went mamakam mamakam from one place to another within the house. So after Kiddush was recited in the shul at the bird callers convention, participants made Kiddush mamakam suda, and then flooded around the corners of the room meeting each other without making another bracha, with the intent to fly back and conclude their meal in their original setting. Which reminds us, Rav Chista adds, that a change of vocation does not create a new bracha rishona requirement if the bracha was said over the varim hatuunim bracha lacharen bimkoman, things that need a bracha achron in their place, that is, where the food was eaten, because someone who eats a food of this type, the kiva kamahada, returns to his original setting. The Rajbam explains that he's continuing with his original meal. Since he's obligated to return to his original place, to recite a bracha achrona, or to continue his meal in a second place, which will enable him to recite the bracha achrona there, his leaving does not constitute a conclusion of the meal. Rather, what he eats in the second place is seen as a continuation of his meal. 
Rav Sheshis disagrees and says that these foods are also subject to the lachas of Shinui Makom. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from Masechus Baruch Shabbat Number one. Which Daftim Malchus Rav Chisim Rav Sheshis, whether foods that require bracha chron in their place require bracha rishona when there's a Shinui Makom? That's on Daft. Kufalf. Good. Number two. Which Daphne Malchus, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi, whether one must interrupt a meal, he began Erev Shabbos when Shabbos begins. That's on Daph. Kuf. Good. Number three. Which Daphne Malchus, that one makes Kiddush and Havdalah in the same cup of wine when Yantav is Motsi Shabbos because Kiddush and Havdalah Chadamilsehi. That's on Daph. Kuf base. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we have the long Mishnah detailing all the cases where the Chaburah loses its Pesach and they send one of the members to go out and find it and shacked it on their behalf? That's on Duff. Tzadiches. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we have according to Rabbi Yossi, one makes Birchaz Amazon and Kiddush on two separate cups because Ein Osi Mitzvah's Chavilos, Chavilos. That's on Duff. Kufbeis. Good. Number six. Which stuff did we learn from the case of a Pesach mixed in with Bechoros? Rabbi Shimon holds Mevin Kajikim Vesa Psul. That's on Duff. Tzadiches. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have Malkogos done to come from Yudah? Whether people eating together need to leave people at the table in order for other members to go and dub without making a brach when they leave and having to make a brach when they come back. That's on Duff. Kufes. Good number eight. Which stuff do you learn that one needs to make a new bracha for a shinui makom from bias to bias, but not from one makom to another in the same house? That's on Duff. Kufalov. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn that on air pace, a close to minchum, one may not eat in order that they develop an appetite to eat matzah? That's on Duff. Tzadi test. Good. And number ten. Which stuff do you learn that Rav and Shmuel whether there's a chiyuv of kiddush but makom suda? That's on Duff. Kufalov. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff did we learn that there are cases when one would speak after making a motzi? That's on daf. Memebrachas. Good. Number two. Which stuff did we discuss measuring the tchum by a town that lives by a ravine? That's on daf. Samachalof and Erevin. Good. And number three. Which stuff did we learn about the tachash? That's on daf. Chavches and Shabbos. Excellent. That concludes our pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.